So the only reason Sarah's sitting here is because of a piece of paper yeah. she filled out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. But yeah, it's so silly. And I think on that conversation um, around figuring that out, you can only figure those sort of things out, like what you want to be, who you want to, um, who you want to learn from, and what you want to do from experiences and trialing different things. And yep. the two main points that all of the guests I've had on that I consider really successful. Um, the two main things that they say are take risks and be curious. Yeah. And if you can do those two things, you'll be constantly learning about the different avenues you could take your life. And you've got to be curious. I feel like that's probably one reason why I am a lot closer to figuring out what I enjoy, um, maybe more so than other people in my life, is because I've always just been curious and try different things. Yeah. Um, and say yes to to everything and um, take risks like leaving my job. I mean, as soon as I resigned, so many people said, oh, I wish I could do the same thing. I really have been wanting to leave this job for years. And, yep. you know, but I just would really like something stable before I move on to the next thing, which is completely understandable. Yep. But I think in a lot of cases, if you're my age with no commitments, no kids and you live at home, just take, just take the risk and yeah. just do it. There's yeah. honestly no point in waiting for the next stable, secure thing. You're just going to keep staying there until an opportunity comes to you. That's right. But it's never going to come to you. You have to seek it out yourself. Yep. Hello and welcome to The Human Now, where we're discussing ideas around what it means to be in the state of time and more importantly, making positivity louder. My name is Akash and today I'd like to welcome Sarah from The One Up Project. Thank How's it going? Thank you very much. So good. So good. Thank you for having me. I really feel honored to be in this really professional setup. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, before I introduce who you are and uh, what you do, um, there's always a question we start off with whenever we have a new guest on. Uh, do you fold or scrunch? <laughs> scrunch. Oh my God. That's, that's nasty, man. Is that the right answer? Surely. Answers, whatever. I've got no time for folding. It's the, the scrunch and, the, and we're out. But it's the most like economical, man. I thought come from, coming <laughs> yeah, okay, from, true, you know, true. from your background, um, <laughs> the fold would be the yeah, way. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should be ashamed of that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sarah is the host of the One Up Project, which is a podcast about helping everyone to level up and pretty much teach them um, you can't, I, f I feel like you kind of fill the gaps on the things we missed out on, mm. uh, growing up or learning. Um, so that comes from, from, from the stuff I've seen, um, trying to understand like KiwiSaver, um, how to move, how to, how to go and, um, apply for a job, things like that. Um, what to do when you're trying to apply or write a CV, um, how to save, as well, do you do you feel like that's kind of yeah your thing? Yeah, definitely. I, how I like to describe it is all the things we were never taught in school, but should have been. So, yeah. all those life basics um, that you feel like you miss out on, and you kind of feel like you get to a point in life where you're just expected to know these things, yeah. and you actually have no idea. 100%. So, um, filling the gaps is a really great way to explain it. Yeah. Um, and so, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to tell us about? Uh, the beginning of the One Up project, where it came from, mm. um, and what was your why? Yeah. How you, like, why'd you even start? Yeah. Well, um, it all started 
pretty much because someone asked me what KiwiSaver provider I was in and I said, what's KiwiSaver provider? Um, I didn't understand that KiwiSaver was an investment, so I thought it was just you putting money away that you couldn't touch, like a bank account that you couldn't touch. And I just did not understand the concept of what KiwiSaver was whatsoever. Uh, And then when I found out, and I found out you could actually – curate it to be more effective for you and your savings plan and your wealth goals long term I thought well I'm missing out on so much here and because I had a family um, or a dad in particular who always owned a business his whole life so he only worked for himself since he was like 18 years old and um, he was very much of the attitude that you know, you should be able to save your own money. You don't need the government to look after it for you. So I was sort of encouraged not to enroll into KiwiSaver and only did a few years after I got my first job, um, which I then now realise was me missing out on years of compounding growth and wealth that I could have had. So, you know, that was an education um, problem that I didn't have and didn't get and I wasn't given by my parents. And I think that shows to now how even though sometimes – we learn, well, it just shows that we learn all of our money habits from our parents and that doesn't always necessarily mean they're right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it all started with that and I thought there needs to be a resource that tells you the stuff that isn't just some old dude talking about it who no one can relate to. Yep. Uh, and I found it really hard to find someone basically sharing the things that I wanted to learn about. So, and I always had an interest in financial literacy and business and career and self-development, those sort of topics. So I thought, why don't I just start it myself? Because I also wanted to catch up with people, uh, business owners in particular, and ask them about their career journey. But it's quite hard to do that when they're so busy. And even yeah. now, like I find people asking um, me to catch up and talk about the podcast um, just generally. And even I'm struggling to find time for everyone and yeah. for that now so I can only imagine how people with even busier schedules manage that um, so I thought doing a podcast would be a really good way to network as well so I just thought I'll start it and see where it goes podcasting was and obviously is still quite new and you guys have been doing it for ages so you know you would know that when you started yeah. especially in New Zealand no yeah. one was really doing it <laughs> yeah um So, yeah, I just thought I'll give it a go. And the purpose and the main why with it was just to be able to share um, relatable, relevant, easy to understand resources around life's basics, the things we were never taught in school. And I wanted it to be a place that was super um, welcoming and I didn't want people to feel intimidated because I think one of the main reasons why people will get to 40 and are too scared to ask about KiwiSaver or budgeting is because they feel ashamed that they should know that. They feel embarrassed um, and no one should have to feel embarrassed about the absolute basics of just getting through life and trying yeah. to, um, for example, have a secure and stable retirement fund or something like that. So I want it to be a really um, safe space, essentially. And I originally aimed it for people who were just leaving high school and uni, just leaving uni, that kind of um, stage. But now I've found that my audience, a lot of them are actually a quite a bit older than that. Yeah. And I'll even have people between 40 and 50 years old messaging me and saying how much value they've gotten out of it wow. um, and how they really enjoy the resources. And I think it's just because it's a safe space. It's not supposed yeah. to be intimidating. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are and how much knowledge you have or don't have. You should be able to come into this um, space, onto this platform and learn something new um, and actually be able to fully understand it, not just yeah. say you understand, but really you have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, just broken down into the most simple terms. And I sort of see myself 
play the role of the facilitator in the way that I'm not afraid to ask the, in the air quotes, dumb questions. Yep. Um, and I'm happy to ask the person, if they're talking about investing, like, what is a share? I don't understand what that even means. Can you please explain that before we even get into anything to do with investing? Yep. So just trying to ask those simple questions, break down those topics, and essentially make it a really uh, safe space for people is that the main purpose around it. And do you do this full time? Yeah, so I quit my job. I was working in accounting and uh, around mid-November I left my job to take this on full time and a lot of the reason behind leaving my job was also because I just didn't enjoy accounting and I studied it for three years and I did (laughs) an internship and I thought, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And then I started it and probably within three weeks of starting the the grad role, I thought to myself, I actually just really don't like this. Yeah. I had to, I really wanted to be around people and in that job, you're working independently a lot of the time and it's quite stressful. And you're also, you're kind of limited to the stage you're in. So if you're a grad, you know, you're limited to the grad jobs. You can't right. go out and do anything further than that. Just like if you were... Um, an associate, which is a step up from that, you would have your certain jobs that, and you wouldn't go outside of that scope. Yep. But for me, on the side of doing that, I was also talking to CEOs and interviewing all these people and gaining confidence in that way and networking and building yep. this platform that was so much bigger than what I felt my role was there. And I thought it was just so ridiculous how I wasn't trusted to email yep. business owners or clients yep. when I was doing it every day outside of work anyway. So I just thought, this isn't the space where I'm going to grow, so I need to leave. Um, and then decided to take the podcast on full time, which has come with a lot of challenges and learnings. Yeah. Uh, and I think I've learned more about myself since quitting my job than I did within that job, which was funny because the whole, like the main thing everyone was saying when I went into that job was, oh, it'll be such a great learning experience. You know, you'll learn so much, which I did. Yeah. But I think I learned a lot more about that company and that job than I did about myself. Yeah. You can, I guess like when you, um, when you're, when you're just left to yourself, mm. you know, it's, you got to do everything you can to provide for yourself. Yeah. And if, if you don't do anything, then nothing, essentially nothing's going to happen. You just stay exact. Oh man, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so you say you live at home as well. Yeah. Is that, so does that help? Yeah, definitely. Of, you know, I mean, like the confidence to leave my job, I right. definitely could have that because I was at home, and yeah, um, that just makes things so much easier. Especially because at the time that I resigned, we were still in and out of lockdowns, and yeah. you know, things were still happening. Right. So it was a scary time to make that decision, but it was made it a lot easier for me because I had that backup option, and yeah. um, my parents, even though they probably didn't think that was the best decision. Yep. They were still supportive of my happiness and thought, look, if this is what you want at the end of the day, no one's going to stop you. So yep. you just need to do what you feel is, is right. Are they, and are you, are your parents quite um, up to date in terms of like technology and they actually, so they know what like a podcast yeah, is? And They actually yeah. are more so than a lot of other people. Like they yeah. both have Instagram and they're constantly, you know, putting oh, stories up and stuff. Yep. So they do know um pretty about up, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is helpful because then they're open to that and so they know yeah. what like an influencer is and how that works and yep. earning money off ads so they're familiar with that kind of concept so it made what I was doing a lot easier to understand of course whereas that other people and um a lot of parents would have no idea you know they would come and see this sort of setup and be like yep. what is going on here <laughs> yeah um but my parents probably think that was really cool so yeah like even even my mum 
you know, my parents are quite traditional. My dad's yeah. kind of like, oh yeah, this, you know, this is cool. You do you. And yeah. but my mum's just like, yeah, this is still like a hobby and like, mm. you know, it's on the side and um, why are you investing all into this? And, mm. you know, like, so that's what I wanted to kind of know as well is just um, like, I find like there's the, my parents have quite the traditional mindset, you know, they were like, you know, you got to go to university or make sure you have like a secure job and then, mm. then look for, a, then look for a job, make sure you're, you're well paid and looked after. That's super common as well. You know? I mean, my yeah. parents are the exact same. Right. They, neither of them went to uni. They both left school in year 12. Yep. Um, and then told me, you know, university is going to be the best option for you to like, yeah. you're pretty academic somewhat. So you, yeah. you know, go to uni, get a good job. Um, even though they're not necessarily too traditional, they're still very, you know, get a stable and secure job, yeah. go to university. Um, which I always find it interesting that the people who don't go to university, my dad, for example, you know, has always owned his own business, but then encouraging me to then go to uni yeah. and get a good job it's just yep. kind of backwards in a way but I think it's, it's also relates to the way they've probably been raised and having that secure stable job obviously you only want your kids to be secure and 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 I guess have a stable life financially and that kind of thing so of course they're only going to encourage those sort of options but um yeah I think usually we always end up doing what we want to do anyway and trying to make the best of it yeah cool so we're still going Oh yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> what you'll see is uh, we've just magically cut. Uh, we just had a bit of technical issues. That's all good. It happens. Oh, are our levels all good? Oh yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right. So uh, what I also wanted to just touch on that is um, just your views on university. First, I want to know, how did you get into accounting? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's quite. Is that funny. something you like actually decided to do, or is that something you were just like, oh, I'll just do it? Yeah, I when I was in high school, um, I went to a high school that didn't really talk about scholarships or that it wasn't really um, a discussion that was had with many students. But I knew that scholarships were a thing, so I just googled New Zealand scholarships and applied for as many as I could because um, I knew I was going to go to uni and that kind of thing. And I ended up getting one with PwC. So they're like right. a big for accounting firm if you yep. it means anything to you. And um, they, yeah, so they offered me a scholarship, which I was so surprised by because I didn't even do accounting in school. I didn't really have any, um, I did business and I was really into that. But I think um, what sold me to them was just my attitude in the interview. Yep. And I always reflect on that. And I think how important it is to just go in with the right attitude. Yeah. Uh, and just be super excited and have a lot of energy. Yep. But that's a side note. So anyway, I got that that um, scholarship and one of the rules of the scholarship or one of the clauses in the contract was that, excuse me, you had to major in either accounting, finance, economics or information systems. And those all sounded super boring to me. And I, didn't <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking, man, like, man, that is <laughs> that, so Those boring. are the driest like <laughs> topics of a business degree ever. And I thought, oh, I have to make this decision. And I really didn't know what I was going to choose, but I thought accounting was the one that was probably the broadest and yep. would end up having the most applicable knowledge long-term if I was going to own my own business or something like that. So I thought, okay, I'll just do accounting. And then I remember I called them when I had to confirm my majors and said, 
oh, do you reckon I could actually get away with majoring in marketing and minoring in accounting and I would still get the scholarship? Yeah. And obviously they were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So um, so I was like, oh, damn. Okay, well, I'll have to do accounting then. So that's how I got into accounting. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't, it's not even, I didn't really make the choice myself. Yeah, I sort of just had to choose out of uh, a few options. Yeah. And um, what's your what's your thoughts on like the current day um, university? Like, what's your mm. what do you think about it? Do you think people should go or yeah? <laughs> you know, because I, like we can all if people want to be YouTubers or influencers and yeah, do you need to go to university for that? And also, there's like if you want to learn how to do anything, you can just watch a video of it now. I agree, and. The reason I laugh is because I feel like I have such a controversial opinion on this. And when I look back on my degree, I just think business degrees as a whole are a waste of time. Yeah. Because unless you're going to study something that you say, like economics or finance or something where you need to have that kind of backing knowledge or qualification to do your job. But if you're just studying business because you want to own your own business, like do not do that, first of all, yep. or marketing. Marketing changes every day. I've yep. learned more in the last year having a podcast and learning how to get sponsors on board and market that than I ever learned in my degree studying right. it in a paper. And there are so there's so much free education, knowledge, and um, resources and platforms out there now. Like podcasts are a massive one. You can yep. learn so much through podcasts. Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? It's like this new app where you can, um, it's by invite only at the moment. So you have to be exclusive. Yeah. You have to be sent like a link and then you can get onto it. But all these people, um, who do cool things in their life, say Grant Cardone or Gary Vee or, um, people like that will be on it talking about different topics and you can jump into these rooms and they'll just be giving out free, knowledge uh, and upskilling on different areas. And then if you can become one of the uh, speakers in the room and say, oh, I've got a question about this, then people can connect you. And it's like a really good networking tool. Um, yeah. I was on one this morning and this guy had a question. He was trying to build up some platform that he had. And one of the other moderators on there was really well connected and said, look, I'll send you an email right now um, of intros to all these people. And, you know, that was within Whoa. a two minute conversation. Whoa. I think one was in Aussie and the other guy was in Canada. So, you know, they never would have connected yep. had they've not had an app like that or, or a platform or there's just so many things now that you can do. So when it comes back to the traditional university education conversation, I think there will always be a place for traditional university degrees, yep. obviously doctors, nurses, things like that. And you can always apply a degree to anything, but I absolutely do not believe that they are necessary to achieving everyone's goals. I think you can be a massive success without a degree. Uh, And that's been proven time and time again by so many people. And you can learn so much by going out and seeking out your own information online, but you can also learn so much by just doing and getting stuck in. I mean, I think if I had have just worked for three years instead of done my degree and then done this podcast from the start on the side, I would have learned so much yeah. um, and would have been in a completely different position now, but obviously everything happens for a reason. And for me, I w- probably would have even started this podcast had um, I not gone to uni. So yeah. I think, you know, different th- experiences will lead you in different directions. Yep. But I think if you're toying with the idea of going to university and one of the reasons you want to go is because you feel like it's going to get you further ahead, but you're not sure, then 
I think really play with the option of not going yep. and see what you can make of that. Yeah, what are your opinions on it? <laughs> yeah, like, so I studied through architecture school. Right, yeah, of course. Um, and I could 100% say you don't need that degree. Yeah, okay, you know? yeah. Like, you could you could go into a practice and learn under someone who's doing the job. Mm. Because at, at school you learn about design and how to design, but in the field you actually learn about how to apply, like design to, exactly. to buildings you yeah. learn how to build something they don't actually so that's why i'm kind of like yeah you don't really need university no. you know it's just a unless unless there's a specific institute which prepares you and gets you ready for the work yeah like the workforce it's, yeah i think if the degree can help you apply the skills and the knowledge you're learning practically then that's where the the progress and the importance is. Yeah. But if, if it's just all theory, you know, I don't think it's too valuable because there's so many things I learned in my accounting degree that I couldn't even apply when I jumped into my first job. I was still yep. confused on debits and credits, yep. which is like the main thing in accounting. <laughs> and then when I left, I had such a better idea of it because I'd actually been working in yep. the firm. So it's, yeah, I agree. I was just, I was just going to say something and, um, Oh, I was just going to say, for me, like the reason why I hated like the whole NCA model as well. Mm. And um, like, I'm so glad we didn't, we only had like exams in the first two or three years at uni. Um, but exams, it's just like retaining knowledge for like this small amount of time. Yeah. And you're never ever going to remember it again. No, like it's, you're no. not actually learning how to apply what you've been taught. Yeah. I always think back on that. And I think I was the worst student ever I would just study for the sake of remembering it for the exam yep. and as soon as I got out of the exam I would always think to myself oh don't need to remember any of that now for the rest yep. of my life and toss all your papers in the bin yeah and thinking back on reflection I'm like well the whole point of getting a degree is so that you can get those extra yep. skills and that knowledge and learn and, and have that for the rest of your life but you're just doing it to retain the information for that short period of time so that you can get the piece of paper at the end of it <laughs> right. so yeah. It's pointless. Yeah, it is. I mean, I look at my degree now, um, the certificate, and I honestly just, I can't even pull one significant thing that I've learned from it. Apart from, I mean, I'm sure if I really thought about it, there'd be different things I've learned and different skills I can apply now. But from a practical sense, I've learned so much more from just doing. Right. Mm. <clears throat> um, I was just going to make a, a comment on... And I've, I've talked about this before as well to, to other people I've had on who are accountants as well. So we start off in, let's say we're in year 11. No, year 10. Let's start in year 10. How old are we in year 10? Maybe like 12 or 13. 13, 13. yeah. And we get asked to choose our level one papers, right? Because level one then decides level two and three, mm. which decides university entrance. Yeah. So at 12 and 13, we're asked to decide what we want to be in life. Mm. And who's taught us that? Who's helped us to figure that out, right? Exactly. You don't even know yourself at that point. I mean, people don't even know themselves till, I don't know. There's they no may never even yeah, know, exactly. right? And so you get, you go through all of NCA doing something you think you might like. And then you get into uni and you'll do that for three years. Mm. You come out at the end with a massive student loan. And then in the current climate, how are you even going to buy a house? 
Exactly. Do you have an answer for this? No. <laughs> okay. no. I'm trying to find someone who's going to be able to help us. The school <laughs> system needs to change completely. I actually have an episode all about this. I yeah. think it's called What's Wrong with New Zealand's Education System or something. Yeah. And it's just me and um, Luke, who's been like a mentor to me, talk about how all the things that are just wrong with it and yeah. how we should be improving on that for that exact reason. You know, you, you shouldn't be asked what you want to do with the rest of your life at 13. I literally remember doing a careers. Um, did you ever do one of those careers questionnaires that would tell you what job you should be in? No. Oh, we did one of these at yep. school and it yep. told me I should be a um, police officer. Right. And to be honest, wouldn't even mind that career. Yeah. But it was all based off answers, like general questions. Yeah. Um, which didn't even really relate to your true interests or strengths or anything yeah. like that. And I had someone else on my podcast. Um, I think it was Rebecca Hollis, if you've ever heard of him. He's an amazing person. But I'm pretty sure he did the same quiz and it told him that he could work in a warehouse packing boxes. That was what it said. And, you know, he said, and I agree with him, you know, there's no shame around doing that as a job. But the thing is, that shouldn't be what you're told as an aspirational yeah. thing to yep. you know want to achieve. Yep. That shouldn't be the job that you're like, yes, that's what I'm gonna do as my career kind of thing. Yep. Um and when you plant those seeds in young minds, they hang on to that. I mean, I've yep. hung on to that police officer thing for my whole life. Like yep. I always think that would be an awkward backup option in my <laughs> but it's probably all because of that questionnaire that I took in year 10. It doesn't even make any sense. Um so, yeah, same thing with him. They really, when you're young, you hold on to those sort of things and you believe that's what you're capable of when yeah. it's absolutely not. And you should be dictating that for yourself, not letting some questionnaire yeah. or some careers department tell you what you are going to be. So the only reason Sarah's sitting here is because of a piece of paper yeah. she filled out in <laughs> yeah. year 10. Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. But, yeah, it's so silly. And I think on that conversation – um, around figuring that out you can only figure those sort of things out like what you want to be who you want to um who you want to learn from and what you want to do from experiences and trialing different things and yep. the two main points that all of the guests I've had on that I consider really successful um the two main things that they say are take risks and be curious yeah and if you can do those two things you'll be constantly learning about the different avenues you could take your life and you've got to be curious. I feel like that's probably one reason why I am a lot closer to figuring out what I enjoy um, maybe more so than other people in my life is because I've always just been curious and try different things Yeah, um, and say yes to, to everything and um, take risks like leaving my job. I mean, as soon as I resigned, so many people said, oh, I wish I could do the same thing. I really have been wanting to leave this job for years and yeah, you know, but I just would really like something stable before I move on to the next thing, which is completely understandable. Yeah. But I think in a lot of cases, if you're my age with no commitments, no kids, and you live at home, just take, just take the risk and yep. just do it. There's yep. honestly no point in waiting for the next stable, secure thing. You're just going to keep staying there until an opportunity comes to you. That's right. But it's never going to come to you. You have to seek it out yourself. Yep. So. Mm. So what does your day in life week look like right now? Yeah. Um, so at the moment it's so scattered all over the place. I don't really have a routine with the podcast. It's very much, I wake up, I start 
on it until I go to bed and then on the weekend I work on it too. So So it's a lifestyle, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And my intention isn't to, um, I suppose, keep this full time for the next year or so. Like I want to get another job um, because I do want to make this a massive part of my life. But I think in these early stages, having – this be the only thing on my mind all the time can be quite stressful. Like you mm. almost need that other thing to take you yeah. away from it and to re-spark that creativity. Yeah. Um, it can get overwhelming, right? Yeah, it can. Yeah. And then you just start getting into this spiral of comparison and thinking, oh, should I really be doing this? And yep. blah, blah. So I think you you kind of need that distraction um, to spark the creativity in other areas and learn from other people as well because – that's another thing I've learned since leaving my job. I'm so isolated. I feel like I'm in a constant lockdown because I'm not talking right. to as many people as I would have been yep. in a job. Um, even though I'm talking to guests all the time and speaking to all the people on the podcast, it's still a lot of the time online interactions, yeah. which just is so different to you, know, you and I having a conversation here and now. Um, so learning from others is, is a big thing that I want to keep doing as well and upskilling. Um, so at the moment, working on it full time just involves me seeking out sponsorships and trying to work on how to monetize it um, and structure it in a um, way that I guess will create a business out of it and yep. try to build it build it up and keep it growing. And I've kind of used it to be an excuse to be really creative. And, yep. you know, I do all sorts of things like TikToks or yep. this and that and just try to use it as an excuse to to be really creative um, but yeah, I think at the moment the main focus is just working on keeping a long-term focus and deciding, okay, what's this going to look like in three years? What do I want it to look like? Do I want it to be my full-time job? How do I get to that point? And then breaking yeah. that up into smaller goals and just working on that every day. Um, and yeah. Do you know what your life looks like in three years? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so have you worked out like a, a vision or a plan or anything? I have. Yeah. Um, but it's not as clear as cool. yeah. you might think. I think it, I find it quite hard to decide what I want this to look like because it's probably that one of the first things in my life that I've actually taken really seriously because I care about it so much yeah. and I, I want it to have impact and I yeah. want people to learn something and, and to really grow from the resources that I put out. Um, so I think from a long-term perspective, I want it to – be the podcast and to be based around those free resources, but then have have the original one up project, but then have an expansion of that. That's cool. like the one up on the one up kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and that'll be sort of where like the monetization side of things comes yeah. in and building that out and to say bigger events or webinars or um, more resources and bringing on uh, different people and, names that people might recognize even and just trying to build it out like that. I think for me, a lot of it revolves around connection and relationship building. And so I want that to be a centerpiece of it as well, rather than just a platform people come to and then they leave. And it's also been kind of hard because I thought that there weren't many people talking about financial literacy until I actually got into the space and I realized, oh, there's actually lots of people. It's just making it relevant and relatable. Yeah. But also a lot of people are focused on the school market and going into schools, whereas right. I'm not as focused on school students' age yeah. at this point. It's more kind of that older group who are out in life but 
are still confused as to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so talking to them. But yeah, so it's just been a lot of learning. I mean, I don't even think the three months that I've been working on it full time has been enough to fully, yeah. Um, I don't know, structure it and be able to like articulate exactly what I want from it. Yeah. Um, and I've just been trying to learn also about myself and like yeah. you said, take it back to year 10 and figure out what it is I actually want out of my own life and yep. this. So what is your, what's your purpose as a person? I think I know. But what do you think it is? Well, my main why in life and purpose for me is to be just genuinely happy. Cool. Like that is, I feel like that's so simple and cliche, but that is genuinely what it is. Yeah. And a big part of working out what genuinely makes me happy is understanding, I guess, the different things that fulfill me in every day. And a big part of that has been learning about my strengths. So um, it's funny that we're on a positivity-based podcast because my number one strengths um, in this personality assessment called the Clifton Strengths Assessment, I don't know if you've heard of that, but basically it's like this um, quite popular um, personality. It's like a personality test, but it's a lot more research than that. Yep. And um, they've broken down sort of human strengths into 34 different labels and then they rank those for you from one to, right. I think it's 34 or 35. Um, and then you can kind of uh, see how those apply to your job and your career. And anyway, my number one is positivity. And cool. so that basically means that I can spark positivity in others by showing them, um, I, I think what I'm trying to say is I can help others see the positive things about what they're trying to do and yep. what they could create in life and then yep. get them excited about it. Um, and that seeing other people realize that and reach their potential is something that makes me really happy and genuinely happy. And so aside from that, and that's just an example of one thing, but working out all those little things is what's going to make me genuinely happy. And so yeah. the purpose of the podcast is being able to work out all of those things, but then also help people along the way and building those relationships and those connections. And yeah. How did you figure all that out? Yeah. You know, like how do you figure out and then decide that, this is, these are my values and this is what I want to live. Was that through high school or out, outside of work or? I think it's having good mentors in your life right. and people yep. who you look up to. Yeah. Um, I've always, well, my dad especially is someone who's always been interested in self-development. Cool. And okay. has yep. always like, um, listened to Tony Robbins. He used to have yep. these little podcasts and stuff and, I listened to those when I think I was like 12 or 13. So I had a taste of that kind of self-development world. He's like the godfather Yeah, he is <laughs> from being really young. And yep. um, he sort of sparked my initial interest in it. And then I had a couple of teachers in high school who I think saw a lot of potential in me and cool. um, helped me out in that way, which I also am a big believer that um, good teachers can really shape students yep. um, and people into who they are. So I had a couple of good teachers and then – through university, I did an internship with a smaller accounting firm and one of the guys who is a director there, Luke, he has been like a massive um, mentor to me throughout that last year in uni and then starting the podcast and has helped me in like more ways um, yep. than I could explain in terms of 
developing my career and um, just like so many little things in marketing the podcast and personal development and building a personal brand and that kind of stuff. And so he actually was the one that introduced me to the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Right. Um, and yep. he's quite into it. And then I, so he got me to do that before I started the internship with them. Yep. And then he also got me to sit down and have a session with a strengths coach who's sort wow. of like um, trained and talking to you about yep. your strengths and how you can cool. build on those and use them in your career. So I sat down with her for, I think like an hour and a half. Sue's O, she's amazing. Um, and we just went through them all and it was really helpful. And she gave me this um, booklet and I reflect back on that all the time. I've been reading a book about the assessment actually recently yep. and have just been looking back through that booklet. And that would have been two years ago now almost. Um, and I've just been looking back through that booklet and still trying to work out how I can apply those strengths. So I think knowing yourself is a really important part of understanding what you want out of life mm. and then having good mentors show you the importance of that is so key. Yeah. And so I hope that I can sort of be that person for someone else as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I also want to just talk about um, what you do as a part of the One Up Project because it's not just a podcast. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about your your planners and also the webinar? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the platform itself, I suppose, is mainly the podcast. But recently I've started trying to do other things um, that build off the the main message. So we've, um, me in collaboration with another small New Zealand brand, Live Lively, have created a financial planner and spending log duo, which is essentially like a budgeting uh, and expense tracker notepad that cool. you can um, organise all of your finances in and in a really easy, relevant way. So it's still... Yep focuses and brings in all of the values that I hold within the podcast about making things really simple to understand, um, really relatable. The The notepads themselves are super pretty and aesthetically pleasing and that was really important to making people want to actually use them. All the equations are written down on the notepad. Um, so you just need to literally fill in everything and then it's done for you. Uh, and that's how budgeting should be. It shouldn't be this massive intimidating hard thing that yep. you don't feel like you can do yep. it should be made super simple um and that's what we wanted to achieve with that cool so that's gone really well and then the webinar i'm hosting my first webinar next tuesday night and so that's going to be um bringing in four different speakers to yep. talk about investing kiwi saver mortgages and budgeting and they're all uh, experts in their various industries and they're going to speak on three to five of the biggest mistakes that people tend to make in those areas, cool. how to combat them. Yep. And then the last half an hour of that two-hour webinar will just be straight Q&A. Yep. So anyone can come on and ask questions relevant to those areas and those industries. Uh, and it makes it a really accessible place to ask anything that you've been worried about in your own situation. And I think the main thing that I always have to disclose on the podcast and talk about and have in my disclaimers is – you know, this isn't financial advice. Please seek out a professional yep. if you want to learn more about your personal situation. But where do you find those people? It's so hard. Yep. And a lot of the time people just lazy at the end of the day and don't yep. want to go and search it out for themselves. So bringing in people who I trust and I've worked with and I think are really great and amazing um, will be just a super easy way for people to get answers to questions. Um, so there's a lot of mutual benefits for all parties which I think is awesome and um, people will get to learn so much from it so I'm really excited for that 
and again, just making both of those resources um, non-intimidating, easy to understand, um, relatable, and kind of exciting. Yeah. Cool. Um, and just before we we um, finish up, I always like to finish off by asking two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean to be human to you? Yeah. I thought about this and yeah. I think that for me being human means building relationships and connecting with people. Cool. So that's just who I am as a person. And actually I keep coming back to this cause it's so relevant, but in that strengths finder assessment, um, my top five, all of them except for one are grouped into a category called relationship building. Yep. And that's just a part of my personality. Like I'm a massive people person. And I think a huge part about being human for me is talking to people, hearing their stories um, and building those connections with people. Because if we can all share that value and those experiences, then others younger than us can learn and progress further than they would have in a short amount of time. And so, you know, those year 10s that are doing those personality or those career tests or whatever – can learn from those people who have already gone and done that and right. um, actually speed up progress so they can be genuinely happier um, yep. in their life long term. So I think, yeah, for me, being human just means relationship building and connecting cool. with others. And what does it mean to be now? Um, I think what it means to be now is... And I don't even know if this is what you're meaning by this question, but for me, I think what it means to be now is to just take on everything that's presented in front of you at this current moment and be able to, um, I think, really enjoy the value that you have right here and now rather than thinking about all of the things that could be better in the future. And I say that because this is something I struggle with a lot. For me, I'm not really someone who always can live in the moment. Like I'm very future focused. Uh, And so for me, I think it means being able to appreciate the value and the resources and the people you have around you at this current moment and take advantage of that um, before thinking about how it could be better um, or how you could improve on that for the future. Just enjoy the ride while you're on the ride. Yeah, it's that's something that um, Gary V and I don't know if you are into him much, but yep. he always talks about enjoying the journey. It's one of his main yep. messages, and um, I just think it's so important to be yep. able to do that. And it's something I, I try to focus on all the time because I struggle to do it. I always think to myself, "No, you just need to enjoy the, enjoy the journey." If you're quitting a job and you're poor and it feels like it sucks, this is all a part enjoy of the it. Suck. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. have to enjoy that. Yep. Um, that part of it. Think. Cool. Um, and so I had like a little bit of a mind blank just before I went into this like <laughs> part of the thing. Um, so I'm just going to go back a little bit. Are you going to be doing more webinars? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Cool. Definitely. And is, that, is there a cap on numbers and things like that? Or can anyone just tune in? Like if they wanted to just tune in on the day, they could. Yeah, they definitely okay. could. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do more in, in the future. And at the moment I'm keeping them ticketed and smaller numbers um, just to sort of get an idea of who's actually keen and um, (laughs) all that kind of thing. But as, as it grows and um, as we continue to, to do more, yeah, there definitely will be a wider 
um, audience, but yeah, you don't need to be involved with the one up project or anything yeah. to, to jump in on those sorts of things. Cool. Sweet. And then if people miss the webinar, is it recorded? Or it anything? is. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So it'll yep. be recorded, um, which will be yeah, really good. So Cool. Oh man, this is, this is great. This is, thank you so much for just doing what you do because I know like personally growing up, you just hear all these things. And I've said this before as well, like on, on other podcasts where you just like the word mortgage, you know, like mm. Kiwi saver, like no one's taught me and yeah. I just don't have an interest in it, but I, yeah. it's something I need to know. Yeah. And the more I like, the more I don't want to know about it, the further away I get from it, but the yeah. more I need to know about it, you know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, these topics are boring. Yeah. They're so boring. They're so dry. They're so tired. And why would you want to learn about it? Such an unhappy word, eh? Mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's such an unhappy word. Mortgage, <laughs> investing, yeah. saver, like, oh, oh, it makes me cringe thinking about it. <laughs> no one wants to learn about those things. So, but yeah. yeah, being able to have a place where you can relate to whoever's talking yeah. about it is so key. Cool. And so where can people find you and, and where can they find this light? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, come to, I'm probably most active on the Instagram, which is just at the One Up Project. But if you want to find the actual podcast, it's on Apple and Apple Podcasts and Spotify, just as the One Up Project and the and One Up is one word. Cool. All right. Sweet. Thank you so much for, for coming on Thank and giving you us your time <laughs> and just sharing uh, positivity around financial literacy and just doing and being in life. I appreciate um, it. And I think it would also, um, thank you for, for talking about um, leaving your job and, you know, because like you said, so many people wish they could do it, but never like just let go. Mm. You know, so thank you for, for doing that. Um, and then, yeah, for just your time and energy and talking about your journey. Because I think also when, when you do that, you also spark that idea in other people as well. Mm. Um, there could be someone there just sitting and watching and being like, oh, I wish I could start a podcast. I didn't know anything about it, but oh, now I'll, now I'll do it. Yeah. You know? Or... Maybe oh maybe I'm not in the right place of of working and within three months it's all right for me to leave. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah definitely. I think it, it can be so hard to make those decisions, especially if no one around you has yep. been through it or done it. And that's why I always encourage people if you are thinking about that and you feel like any part of my journey resonates with you, just message me and I'll just cool. explain anything yep. I can. Yep. Um and that might help you to take that leap because it's it's just so much um, more on the other side of fear and on the other side of risk um, yep. for you to, to be doing. 100%. Mm. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate no this opportunity and this really cool setup. <laughs> we'll have to get you back. Yeah, we'll no, have to get for you sure. Because um, that's the other thing is I love love just hearing about uh, and keeping up to date with people's journeys and just seeing what they're up to, what they've learned, and then come back, let's talk about it, and then go back away. And Yeah, hopefully you know. the, the next time we talk, I'll have developed this way further 100%. and I can yeah, <laughs> explain it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in, whether you're listening or whether you're watching. We only ask um, if you feel like somebody else could benefit from this, please do share it forward. Um, 
And if you do have anything that you'd like us to talk about or have any questions, queries, please do email us at info at And until next time, be human, be now.